How are we, everybody? Welcome back to the Nosebleed Seats Podcast. This is episode number 19. Today, it's just me and Liam coming at you with an emergency episode. Uh, our plans were to give you our post-draft in a couple days, but uh, I think we all know why we are here. Uh, the big news coming out of the NFL yesterday that Rob Gronkowski wanted a return to the NFL. However, uh, I think it's pretty clear that he did not want to come back to New England. Obviously, you know where he was going. If you were to make a comeback, yes, the Patriots traded the rights of Rob Gronkowski to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a fourth-round pick. Uh, Gronk reunites with his guy, Tom Brady. Um, shocking news, considering what Gronk has said throughout the past year, um, saying how he lost his joy of football. He hated it, and he just had no joy in life. He actually, like, cried in an interview. And um, turns out, I mean, turns out that was pretty much, I mean, you can kind of pretty much imply that this was because of playing in New England, being in the Patriot way, being coached under by Bill Belichick. And I think he just got fed up, and he goes with his main man, Tom Brady, in Tampa already joining a lethal offense just makes it even more better. Uh, Liam, I'm just going to let you open it up, give your takes. I mean, we're going to run it down, give you a bunch of takes about everything, but Liam, you can open it up. Uh, yeah, no, um, when I got a notification that the Pats were expecting to trade Gronkowski or Gronk was even mentioned in news other than WWE, uh, it's pretty shocking that, um, but uh, at the end of the day, this trade makes sense. He clearly was kind of, I don't think, I think mainly he, he was really banged up at the end of his last season. I don't think he really football anymore, truly. I don't think it was an issue with Bill or anything. I just think he felt that he himself just kind of with the injuries and everything, it just seemed throughout his career, it just seemed to be one thing on top of the other. Once he got healthy and another injury would come back. Once he got healthy again, a new injury would uh, resurface. And especially with back problems, it definitely probably was like a pain for him to even walk around and stuff. So I I don't blame him for his original retirement. I don't blame him for coming out uh, right now. I think he probably got on the horn with Brady and Brady was basically like, "Hey, listen, they'll they'll do something to go get your contract from New England." He took the year off. I feel like he he's true to his word, where he's saying his body's back to a hundred percent. That doesn't mean that reoccurring injuries won't come back because back issues um, really never truly go away, and there's always that threat that they might come back. Um, but I think this is a smart trade for the Patriots. Um, we basically got something for nothing. We, it was either trade Gronk or just really nothing. Like, and it's not like he's going to an in-conference or in-division opponent. He's going to a team that we'll only see if we make it to the Super Bowl against them. So I like the trade as far as New England's concerned, and I love it as far as the Bucs is concerned because they still have O.J. Howard for this year. And I think just having the taking a chance on Gronk when you already have a tight end that 
you can trust and has proven himself that he's a not necessarily like go to dominant, but a very good top of the topper bunch of the tight ends in the NFL. Um, I think that's a very smart move for the Bucks. Um, and with this shortened off season, Brady already has someone out there that he's comfortable with, that he feels good with. And so it'll be an easier transition into the locker room because Brady's never been in another locker room in 20 years. So I like this move on both sides. Um, maybe we could have got a little bit more, but then again, there's zero leverage there with the trade because Gronk said he'd only go to the Bucks, And so I thought this trade benefited both teams. I thought this was rare on perfect asking price and the Bucks are going to be a very exciting team next year. Absolutely. Uh, I think this goes back to a couple years ago when Gronk was about to be traded to the Detroit Lions. Uh, that that actual trade, uh, the details came out. Schefter said that a couple days ago, he said that the original trade was Gronk. One sec. Hey, you're coming in a little uh, muffled. Yeah, muffled. Uh, yeah, you're good. You're good uh, now. Right there. Perfect. Right. The original trade for Gronk going to the Lions was uh, the Patriots would be sending Gronk and I think the 43rd overall pick, second round, for a first, which was the 20th pick, and a second, that was the 51st. So, so the Patriots would have been moving down like 10 slots, but they'd be getting a first. But they'd be sending out Gronk, who was at that time, he was like 28 years old, still pretty much in his prime. Yeah, he was banged up, but I mean, he still had a lot left to give, obviously. But I think that had a lot to do with this. I think Gronk was a guy that he like he was a team player. He really was. I mean, he was always like a fun-loving guy. Like he was never getting in trouble outside of outside of the locker room stuff like that. Um, and I thought that he felt that he was kind of being done a little bit dirty because he was. I mean, he was the the other face of the franchise. Him and Brady wore the the jersey sellers. You you go to Gillette Stadium for a game. It's still still to this day. Like even next year, there will still be a shitload of Brady and Gronk jerseys. Like this guy was just so popular. The whole community and fan base loved him. Every one of his teammates loved him. Like he was just like a great guy, just as much of a player that he was. Um, this was. This was, I think, his main reasoning of not wanting to be here. Um, that's probably why he retired. I mean, I think he could have kept dealing with um, the Patriot way if Belichick didn't do this trade. I don't think that was ever a problem with him until it happened. I mean, if you want to hate on this, if you want to hate on the guy for pretty much lying um, about what he said about like not having joy or not having any fun anymore. I mean, I think you're wrong. Um, I think that the, I think Belichick kind of caused this. Um, certainly, I think that Brady felt this way too, and the the two of them kind of started to, I don't know, get a little annoyed and talk. Kind of, I don't know. They felt like united because they were being done dirty. Brady, obviously, I mean, is this isn't really talked about much, but Brady was pissed off about Deflategate. Um, try not to speculate, but I mean, come on. Uh, the Patriots, 
pretty much left Brady out to dry during that one. Belichick kind of just left Brady out there and kind of pushed all his the blame towards Brady. And, I mean, there was really never uh, unity between Belichick and Brady during that process. That was a big thing in Brady's departure. Obviously, there's contracts, everything else. But those two being kind of being done dirty by Belichick in two separate instances, I mean, that this pretty much leads to where we are today. Um, so call Gronk a fraud all you want for what he said last year to what he's doing now. But, I mean, he said it. He said it a couple years ago after the trade fell through. He said, Tom's my quarterback. And he's sticking to his word there. So, I mean, I have all the respect for the guy. I mean, this guy was a champion. He, like, I don't know. He was literally, like, our bailout guy for years and years. And honestly, like, if you're that upset about it, like, the Bucks aren't getting 25-year-old Rob Gronkowski. Like, they're not. Gronk's best days are past. So, you got to remember that same thing with Brady. The Bucks are great. They're going to have a great offense. But we got those two players during their best times of their careers. If you think they're going to go out there next year for the Bucks and perform the way they did uh, throughout the last five years in New England, five, seven years in New England, you're dead wrong. Like, that's just not going to happen. I don't care who the Bucks have at wide receiver. I don't care how much more it's going to open up the offense for Gronk. It's just not – he's never going to be that same guy. So I don't really get why you're that upset. And my last thing, sorry to run on. I just have, like, a lot to say about this. Um, people are complaining about uh, what we got. Um, you're lucky we even got anything for him. Like you said, we, we kind of turned something into nothing. Um, if, if this doesn't happen, Gronk comes out of retirement and screws the Patriots in cap. Gronk's owed $10 million. The Pats only have like a little over a million dollars in cap space. The Patriots would have been then forced to either cut Gronk immediately, and then therefore he would have been a free agent and chose to sign with the Bucks, or he stays, or the Pats have to like reconstruct a bunch of dudes and maybe even cut some players in order to get him on the roster. Then he's staying retired. So you're making all those moves for nothing. You literally... This is the best case scenario, the absolute best case scenario. The Bucs are lucky to give us a fourth round pick. The Bucs could have given us a seventh round pick, but I think that they just wanted to note, undoubtedly get the deal done, uh, get Brady what he wanted. I mean, it's obvious Brady's taking call, or making shots there. I mean, he's kind of like a part-time GM there, clearly now that we know that this is happening. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this just sped up the process by doing it. Like it just got everyone what they wanted. Like I'm everything's good. I'm fine with it. I love Gronk. I respect the hell out of him. I wish nothing but the best. I hope he stays healthy. I really hope he has a good season there. I really do. But that's like pretty much all my thoughts into one. But yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to hear uh, your thoughts about like the, the Patriot way thing. Do you think it was, do you think it was just like a process thing? It just kind of like mentally got uh, degrading on him. Or do you think like kind of how I feel that there was like an instance like that trade that really just tumbled over and just made a, a fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, just to, just to chime in with the, uh, you ending your Gronk thing, the, 
before I get into like the Patriots Patriot way and stuff. Um, the big stat that I think stands out with them with uh, the Bucks adding Gronk though is red zone touchdown percentage, where if you look at the what the Patriots had for the entirety of Rob Gronkowski's career is a team that consistently finished in the top 10 in the NFL for converting red zone to touchdowns. And the year he's not there last year, we came in one of the bottom teams in red zone touchdown percentage. So this is clearly a guy that, I mean, his factors might not be there like how they used to be, but I still think he's a guy that can get thrown to in the red zone where I think that's primarily where the bucks are going to use him is red zone plays, double tight end sets and little dump offs. And the bucks finished last year with the third highest uh, red zone touchdown conversion uh, just behind green Bay and Tennessee. And adding Brady, who is a quarterback that physically can see unlike Jameis Winston and Gronk to an already team that was so sought out like so good in the red zone getting down the field and converting when they're in enemy territory i think that's just going to make them even more harder to stop and better i don't think gronk's going to be this huge game changer but when the ball is on the 10 yard line i think that's where he's going to really come into play for the bucks and i think he's going to catch a couple big touchdown passes for them late in games where brady can throw to a guy he's comfortable to but now on to the Patriot way and everything going on. Uh, this is essentially just what's the Patriot way is. I mean, Belichick clearly didn't see he could win anymore with Brady and Gronk was retired. So he it's the Patriot way is having zero like love for players, no physical attachment, no emotional attachment, just looking at the best opportunity to win and putting the right players in the right Mm -hmm. spots. Belichick, I thought, clearly thinks that he should have moved on from Brady when we had Garoppolo. And granted, I don't think Kraft was allowing him to get rid of Brady. I think Belichick has wanted Brady out for a while. And I think as Pats fans, me and you, subconsciously just were always like, oh, he's never going to play anywhere else. So I think this is the Patriot way in full effect right now. And I, I think it's personally going to work. We turned like we've been saying this whole episode, um, something, uh, something from nothing where Gronk was just on the sidelines and we got a fourth round pick for him. Mm -hmm. I'll take that all day. And Brady, it sucks he's gone, but if Belichick thinks he can get it done with Stidham or Hoyer, I mean, let let the guy do his thing. When has Belichick ever proved us, like, ever not proved us wrong whenever we give him any sort of skepticism? Yep. I mean, the guy is a genius. He, the Pat, Pat fans were up in arms in uh, 2003 when he traded, no, not trade, he released, uh, Lawyer Malloy, who is a Pat's beloved uh, defensive back, just released him outright. Released him, and he signed with the Bills, and he was good on the Bills. But say the same with Richard Seymour. Yeah, Richard Seymour. Belichick has this way of 
listen, if a guy, if he thinks a guy is getting overpaid or anything, he is, it isn't going to work for us. He's fine with letting him go. He's fine with just cutting ends and it's a cutthroat business and it really sucks. But this is why we've had success for so long because we get rid of guys usually um, sooner rather than later. We'd rather get cut a guy right before his prime, like how we uh, we traded um, Jones, Chandler Jones, yep. too. Chandler Jones, is, since leaving, has been one of the most dominant um, defensive players in the NFL. But Belichick knew what he was going to get paid, knew he wasn't willing to pay that. And so rather than have the guy for an extra year and watch him walk, he traded him, turned him into a second-round yep. pick. It's moves like this that make Belichick and the Patriots so good over these last 20 years. And it's moves like this that I think are going to continue to make us good as long as Belichick's here. I still personally think the Patriots are going to be good. I think the core of the Patriot way is still there. We still have Hightower. Gerard Mayo is one of our defensive coordinators. Mm -hmm. Slater's still there. We still have a veteran presence. Edelman's still there. And... Belichick can get a group of guys to perform extremely well. And we've had success without Brady at quarterback. In 2008, we went 11 and 15. I mean, 11 and 15, <laughs> 11 and five, and missed the, was the second team ever to miss the playoffs with that, with 11 wins. So that should have been a playoff year. And then when Brady was suspended for Deflate Gate, we had success with Jimmy G and uh, Jacoby Brisket. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just I still think we're fine. I think the Patriots are going to continue to have success. Um, and I'm I'm really happy for the Bucks. I'm excited to watch. And I uh, I forgot to say um, congratulations on uh, the new Bucks season ticket holder yes. that yes, uh, I'm talking to right now. Um, it's good investment right there. They're going to have a ton of prime time games. Yep. And um, they're going to be a fun team to watch, even if Gronk isn't a factor. But even with, like without, like it's still an unbelievable team, and it's that division is just going to be much must-watch football. Yeah. So, um, first off, yeah, I uh, did a thing. I uh, I'm actually <laughs> I thought about it. the The original plan was to buy the tickets, the season tickets. Uh, sell a shit ton of games for uh, hopefully like double the original face value and just make a bunch of profits. But then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to drop out of college and I'm actually, I'm actually, uh, Brady's letting me rent out a, a shed in his backyard. So I'm going to be living there, uh, dropping out of college and I'll be uh, going to all the Bucks games. Yeah. I, I could see you as a, as a Tampa guy, you know, just, uh, Oakley, Oakley shades uh, every day of the week. Um, you know, white beater, the typical Florida yeah. guy, always smoking a cigarette for Hitting some the reason. Beaches mid pandemic. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, um, my 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 first. I'll tell you what, I can't wait until. I mean, this is probably going to be years down down the road, until we actually get some details out of Brady or Gronk or Belichick or Kraft. I mean, it, one of these guys, one of these 
one of these guys is going to crack once, like, it's all set and done. Once Brady and Gronk and Belichick are retired, one of those guys are guaranteed to crack. And we're going to hear that full story of why. Why, what, what actually went down? What actually set Brady off? What actually set Gronk off? I mean, yes, we, we really do have the facts, but I want to hear it from them. I can't wait. Because honestly, like, Brady, the Patriot way, this, Patriot way, that. I mean, this guy just needed to retire a Patriot. There, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, every other great legendary player in this league was on two teams, or more than one team. And Brady could have and should have been that exception. He should have been the guy that stayed throughout his whole career in one franchise. And honestly, I will always kind of be a little annoyed and upset at Belichick for that. But, I mean, to a certain extent, I do agree with you. I really do in terms of um, shipping off guys, getting value for guys, rather than paying a top-notch amount of dollars. But, I mean, the – you got to make somewhat of an exception for Tom Brady. Uh, I just think that this, this dynasty was just like equally built with Brady with Belichick. Like, even though Belichick gets to call the shots, like just like, I, I just think that he, I don't know. I really don't, I don't yeah. really know the exact yeah. words to say to put it at, but I don't know. I just, I'm always going to be a little bit annoyed with that. But that's that's exactly I agree with you. I'm gonna be annoyed with it too. I I personally just, you know, all we've all we've known in our life is Tom Brady. And that's I think why Belichick has had success in this league, though. Mm-hmm. It's him him willing to basically give the middle fingers to the fans, say fuck yep. you really just push like all of his like not even all of his chips on the table but basically say i don't care who you are where you come from that's the patriot way too it's i don't care how high you're paid i don't care what your drafts position was i don't care any of that i just want the best position to win and i'm gonna put my team in the best position to win and i think he wanted to get rid of brady and i don't like obviously as pats fans that sucks for us to like basically stomach that, that we are, we would be without like literally the only quarterback we know. And I just think that's why we're going to continue to do good is because he doesn't care about how loved you are, how liked you are, where you're from, how, like all he cares about is what do you bring to the field on Sunday? And I think that's why we're going to have success after Brady's gone. It definitely sucks from a standpoint as a Pats fan. And I agree with you. I think Brady should have been the exception, but it, this is the Patriot way. And it, it, uh, it's just tough. It's, it really is tough that the last play Brady's ever going to have as a Patriot is that pick six. Absolutely. And it's just not a fitting way for, his career as a Patriot to go out and it sucks. It's always going to be a sour taste in our mouths, but 
if we're going to move on and try to continue this run, Belichick's Belichick's got to do what Belichick does. And this is exactly it. I guess what I, how I left off just before saying, like, I didn't really know how to put it. I guess the way I view it is like, yes, being a head coach, you have to be a businessman. I mean, Belichick's obviously like a GM as well. So he's even like, he has to be like the ultimate businessman. But I do think there does, there has to be a human side of it. And I think that Belichick is the most like human, humanless guy in the NFL. And I think that he just strictly just time and time again, never thinks of like the human human side of it i mean this is kind of the best way i can put this and i think that in this case uh you're looking across across the table at a guy who you have been in the same room with for two decades a guy that you have just shared every win and every loss with uh throughout the six super bowls super bowl wins nine in total you literally have been through the ringer with this guy you two are a like just the, the ultimate dynamic duo. Like, they are what a dynamic duo entails. And I think that in this case, yes, I, I agree. Like, I just didn't want to really pay a 42 going on 43-year-old player 25 to $30 million, but, like, it was clear that he was going to get it somewhere else. And, I mean, he's taking your pay cuts before, I mean, it's just so tough to, like, I don't know. You're right. You said it. It just leaves the ultimate sour taste, and it always will. No matter if the Patriots come out with Jarrett Stidham and win a Super Bowl this year, it's just always going to be that because the next – if we do win a Super Bowl in the next coming years, I'm going to wish that Brady was there for it. So we could say, like, Brady and Belichick, seven rings. Like, you know what I mean? Like – now it's going to be separate. Like, if Brady wins one, it's not going to be linked to Belichick and vice versa. So, I mean, yeah, that's my thing. I just think that Belichick should have taken a more human approach to this and not just, I don't know, saw the business, all business side of it. Because I do think that uh, this dynasty is just as much on Brady than it is with Belichick. But uh, just... On the point of like the trade too, I mean, I granted like we've we've talked about this before, and it's I I agree, it's like a two two tower thing. Like it's Brady and Belichick. Belichick was able to put in his guys because Brady was there. He never had to worry about the quarterback position, and we'll see if he can do it with like essentially just uh right now we don't know what Stidham is, but. If it is Stidham week one, we can let's see what he can do with a young quarterback that I mean, this is really a position we've never seen Belichick in since two thousand one. And um I'm always gonna bet on Belichick no matter what. And back to the point of the trade, Belichick in the fourth round has actually had some pretty good success throughout his career. I mean, he drafted Gostowski in the sec in the fourth. Um He's drafted Aaron Hernandez, uh, obviously dark Mark, but he uh, he was good when yep. he was with us and he wasn't no, killing people. Um, trying to 
look real quick. Sorry, scrolling. James White, like, and Shaq Mason. Like, those are just off the top. Trey Flowers, like, these are all guys that Belichick gets in the fourth. And Belichick also has success success in later rounds, too. So it's, like, his ability to pick out these guys that really no one else is essentially looking at and turn them into something is – uh, incredible. I, I honestly believe, and I think that's also going to be a factor um, in this upcoming. It's Stidham was a fourth round pick as well. So it's, we'll see if Stidham can be, uh, do the job. And I'm, I'm personally excited to see what Belichick can do with another quarterback in there. But I'm, I honestly think we're still going to have success. It definitely sucks, but this this is the Patriot way, and you gotta just. I, I it's if you're not gonna commit, like that's just how it is. Like it's, it's cutthroat, it's brutal, and. I mean, there's no other way of really looking at it other than it's yeah. just that it's just a, it's a business to him, and, whatever whatever he can do to get it done, he's, he's gonna do. He's he has that same motor of, Brady, where he wants to win no matter what. And we'll see if it translates to the next generation of uh, Patriots football. You know what I'm excited for? I think I'm just so pumped to see what this team brings. I, I want to see I want to see Bill Belichick with a team that has an underdog mentality. Uh, throughout the past 20 years, Belichick and the Patriots have always come in to every single season as either defending champs or just like the team that everyone wants to be. They have been at the top of the chain for two decades straight, and now that comes to an end. So I'm excited for that kind of – it's pretty much a new challenge for him in how he can win this locker room and get these guys to believe that they can win a division, they can win a playoff game, they can win a Super Bowl without Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. I mean, I'm just so pumped for that. I mean, I'm always, I don't care which team Tom Brady's on. Like, I'm always going to root for him, but I'm I'm sticking with the Pats, obviously. Like, I'm I'm just so excited for this new, I don't know. I mean, the new jerseys and everything, like, it's a new era, and I'm excited for it. I really am. As As much as I talk, like, the sour taste and stuff, I am excited for this. I am excited for, okay, like, let's see, like, Every other team does it all the time, switching quarterbacks, switching head coaches. Like, now it's our turn. Like, how are we going to stack up? Are we going to be a shitty team for the next coming years? Or can we just bounce right back? And I think we can, like you said. I do, however, I mean, I don't want to really get too much into this, considering our next episode is going to dive into what I'm about to say. I do think, however, we are going to draft a quarterback tomorrow night at the NFL draft. I it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when at this point. Especially with uh, reports now coming that Joe, I mean, it's pretty much almost guaranteed that the Pats are going to trade Joe Tooney tomorrow night. And, I mean, given his stature of a player, uh, we're going to get a pretty decent pick for him. And I think that we are going to trade up, and I think we're going to draft the quarterback tomorrow night. I really do. I'm going to be shocked if we are if we don't have a quarterback after two rounds, I will be shocked. I really will. But I don't want to get too much into that because 
uh, we're going to be recording pretty soon with our uh, two other boys, PD and Ruman, come back on. But I don't think it's Stidham or Hoyer. Maybe, maybe one of those two will get the first couple games because it'll be a rookie coming in. Maybe even a whole season. I don't know. I could be wrong. Could be the whole season. But I just think that it's going to be Jordan Love to a tug of Iloa or Justin Herbert next year. I really, 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 truly believe it. I'll, I'll, I'll throw up if it's Herbert. Dude, I, I, I watched his highlight reel. It. He throws a pretty, pretty ball, dude. He looks like Brady. He he looks like Brady and can run. If he if he becomes a pat, I'm like I'll I'll root for him. I just I I personally I thought you were gonna say if he becomes like, a pat, I'm, I'm jumping I'm, shit. <laughs> no no no, I'm 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 sticking. I'm always gonna be a Pats fan until I don't know till forever. But um, I, I, I this is another topic for the draft after we have our post post draft episode, but. I I just I don't see any of these quarterbacks. Maybe Eason, but it's I, I don't yeah. see any of them becoming Patriots. I Belichick's never traded up before. I don't see why he would do it now. Because he's had his quarterback. Um, he's got a young he's got a he's got a young quarterback in hand already though, um, in Stidham. And I, from what I've read, uh, Stidham's very highly touted in the Patriots organization. Um, I, I just don't, I don't see us really, I don't see us going and, uh, drafting a quarterback tomorrow night. I could see us trading Tooney though, but I, yeah, I don't see us trading him to get a quarterback. I can see us trading up to get something that's not like that interesting, like trading up to get an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman, a linebacker, even if we can trade up high enough. Maybe we can get a top tier linebacker in this draft, but it's going to be interesting to see what we do with this draft. This is actually like probably the first draft where there are a decent amount of holes that we need to fill on this, uh, on this team. And I'm excited for this draft. And really, I cannot wait to till tomorrow night and really get to watching to see what what might happen and i'm looking at next year's quarterbacks in the draft and there's a couple of good guys obviously the big two are uh lawrence and fields who both are probably going to be top 10 picks lawrence already the slam dunk he he really just doesn't have to get hurt and he's going to be the number one overall pick next year but georgia's new quarterback newman um he's highly touted and AM's quarterback Mond is also highly touted. So there's a couple good quarterbacks in next year's class. Some someone might come out of nowhere. There could be a quarterback in this year's draft that we are really not even looking at that Belichick loves. And frankly, if Belichick likes a guy, um, I'm gonna have faith in him considering the majority of the quarterbacks that we've drafted in recent history have gone on to be all right, at least outside. Obviously, Brissett and uh, Garoppolo are, had good careers after the Pats, but uh, like Ryan Mallett had an all right career in Houston. And I think this will continue. And I trust Belichick's uh, scouting to find these hidden gems. So but 
I, I don't think I don't think we're drafting a quarterback tomorrow okay. night. So even or or the next night. Any I don't think we're drafting a quarterback at all. Wow. If there if there was one for us to trade up to, I, I don't think we're gonna be able to trade high enough to obviously get Burrow or Tua, who are right now my one and two yeah. in quarterbacks. And I would hope that we don't trade up for Herbert. But I would like if we I would pun. I would love if we traded up and got love, but um, because I I really like love. He's my number three quarterback. Um, I'm gonna come out with my uh, first round projections and then we'll uh, compare compare after to see who, who got the most right picks. All right. Yeah, I'm go. making my mock all right, all right, right after this. Um, but I I think I'll be tweeting that out from the the main account later if I if I finish it. But um. I I think Love would be the only one that I would trade up to get. I think he has the higher ceilings of the quarterbacks that aren't Tua or Burrow. And besides that, I don't see any quarterback besides maybe Eason later on in the draft that the Pats would jump on. See, I think if you read my mock draft, I'm kind of reiterating – few of the things that I put in there I think that love's gonna go earlier than so many people expect I think that he I'm okay I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get bashed on for like by saying this because I don't mean it the way you think I'm saying it but Jordan Jordan love is the Patrick Mahomes of this draft I'm not oh, saying 100%. He's Patrick Mahomes. I couldn't agree I'm more saying that just the fact that he's like he just built all this height. There's a reason why he went from being a mid-round pick to a first-round pick in a matter of months. There's something there that these scouts see that, I mean, if he's jumping that much in so short of a time, there's something there. There's something absolutely there. And if you don't know, if, if you guys don't know uh, the league that the NFL is, this is a quarterback hung, starving league, starving league. A team would one thousand percent take a chance on this guy, uh, even at pick top five. I'm saying that I'm I'm saying that Jordan Love is going to go between five and ten tomorrow night. I really think so, just because of uh, what the Chiefs did a few years ago. Mahomes was a mid round pick at first, being from a small school. Um, he jumps somehow in some way. Uh, scouts saw that ability that Mahomes brings jumped into the first round he was supposed to be a later round uh pick in that in that draft and the Chiefs trade up like 20 slots and picked him at like ninth overall or something like that I forget so I'm saying I'm looking I'm looking at the his draft right now and I I agree with you 100 percent though with uh your Mahomes take as you're not like comparing him to Mahomes no. you're not saying he's yeah. going to be Mahomes because obviously Mahomes is a once in a generation yeah. talent and as a Pats fan it hurts, hurts to say it but he's probably the best quarterback in the NFL and probably the best quarterback as far as talent and just raw like your talent is concerned probably the best quarterback I've ever he watched is. play football yes with some of some of yes the throws he makes Obviously, Brady's the best quarterback ever, but the throws and the plays he makes, him and Lamar Jackson right now in the NFL are the two best. And Mahomes has done stuff in his two years as a starter that most people thought was Mahomes is impossible. leaps and bounds over Lamar Jackson. 
I I agree. I think Lamar Jackson's in an offense that allows him to yes excel. But they're they're I, right now they're the one and two in the NFL for me. Um, but I'm looking at his draft, and another guy jumped up very high in the draft that scouts saw come out of nowhere, and this is a cautionary tale. And a team traded up to get him as well, and that's Mitch Trubisky. As teams saw Mitch Trubisky, looked at his college tape, looked at everything he did in college. He had an impressive one year he played in North Carolina, and the Bears took him at two. And, like, it's just, like, that's that's where I get worried with trading up and getting a quarterback. Obviously, young quarterbacks are always a gamble, but – I mean, like, there's if you look at this draft, three quarterbacks go in the first round Trubisky, Mahomes, and Watson. Those are three completely different careers where it's, if I were to rank them, Trubisky's average at best. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. And Watson's obviously a top 10 franchise quarterback. He's going to be a Texan until. He until he's probably like I don't think he's gonna get traded, but until he decides yeah. not to be a Texan, so there's really a tale of three quarterbacks there. That I mean, that's that's where there's these. It's this mucky that's water for picking game, young quarterbacks you and take a risk. Yeah, it's and also a smart thing that I think teams should do, and I think that's why this is why the Chiefs are having the success they did now. Mahomes didn't yeah. play his rookie year. He sat out a year and then came in when they were ready to move on from Alex Smith. And I think that benefited his career tremendously. Tremendously. It was sit back a year, learn, even if the, even if the veteran quarterback isn't as talented, let them learn for a year. And it's clearly that rushing these young quarterbacks to go in and play doesn't always produce success. And if you look at Mahomes and Lamar, who, I mean, I personally think are the two best quarterbacks in the NFL right now, they sat a year, learned behind two quarterbacks who are worse than them right now. And it clearly showed because it develops that professionalism. It develops how you treat every Sunday, how you look at film, how you do everything, how you be the starting quarterback of a team. And it clearly shows why the Chiefs in Baltimore had – success this last year and why these are two of the best quarterbacks in the league and so if we do trade up to go for a younger quarterback this is why i'm a little hesitant we don't really have anyone to truly groom them i mean we have hoyer that presence in the locker room but we have no one that can groom a quarterback into a star if you look at garoppolo right now too he sat behind brady for years and when he got the call to be the Pats starting quarterback, yeah. he succeeded. And he's clearly you brought that success to us. I don't know. I Because I don't think it's a matter of coaching. You can have the best yeah. coach in the world. Young quarterbacks are still, still in the air. There's still that, that worry about them that I don't know necessarily if a coach can – a coach can coach a kid, a kid to the best ability yeah. they can have. But it's the mental aspects that I'm sitting a year behind a veteran quarterback and learning from them 
learning how the ropes are, learning everything about the system and everything about, I mean, these playbooks are extremely yeah. complex and learning a year, learning the system, developing it. Obviously Baltimore turned their system on a dime when they have, you know, again, once in like a generation mobile quarterback that I just learning a year, developing that professionalism, developing how to be a QB one in the NFL. I think sitting a year on quarterbacks is better than rushing them before they're ready. And I think that's what really hurt Mitch yeah. Trubisky throughout his career is that he kind of was number two overall pick thrown right into one of the most historic teams in the NFL, a team that's built to win. And he hasn't had the success that people expected. And people keep comparing him to Mahomes and Watson because he was picked before. Them. And I think that's also going around in his head. And I really feel bad for him. And I just hope there's not a case like that in this draft where like a guy like Herbert or Love go in. They Herbert's always been floating around the first round his whole college career, but they get pushed into this spot where they're not ready and that can yeah. destroy their whole career. Sorry, I went really no, <laughs> off I track that, there, but uh, it's gonna be I think this is really the Bengals and the Dolphins are the only two teams that are going to draft quarterbacks and have them start right away. I think that I I do think the Chargers, if they I mean they're expected, but who knows what they do. If they take a quarterback, I fully expect um, them to start Tyrod Taylor for like a minimum of like half the season. Maybe if he like shits the bed, then they go to their rookie. But I, I do think that Tyrod is expected to go a year as a starter. So we'll see. Um, my last, last thing, and then we'll close this up, uh, is a situational question. You don't want a quarterback. Um, I get it. I do. I see where you're coming from. I disagree with you, though. But here's my thing, because this is a very, very real possibility. You know what the Wonderlook test is? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the intelligence. Tua Tagovailoa scored a 13 out of 50 on it, if you didn't know. So, I mean, either he was just, I don't know, or he's dumb as rocks. That, along with his injury history, some people inside the NFL think that two is going to fall tomorrow night. Do you think, or would you, let's say pick 10. Pick 10 through 15, Tua Tugavailo is still on the board. You trade up 8 to 13 slots to get him. You're probably giving up one of your thirds, one of your fourths, maybe a third in next year's, not really high high assets, do you trade up and get Tua? Um, Given the history, the injury history. I, I'd say yes. I would, I would trade up and get Tua, but not like if he does fall like the way you – Absolutely, yeah. You predict. I personally – I personally don't. I think I think he's locked in at that dolphin spot. I feel like I feel like everyone's known that he was going to be a dolphin for months now. I think he is going to be on Miami. Some people think Herbert's but, going there. It's kind of a fifty-fifty thing. Yeah, I saw that because of the injury in the Wonderlick with Tua. 
people are skeptical. Yeah, the one, the wonder looks definitely alarming. I'm trying to see like lowest <laughs> scores ever, <laughs> but um, it's it's really a insane. I, you really have I, to if be we dumb could rocks to score a thirteen on on that shit because I took it, dude, and I just I took it at like two a.m. the other night. I was half asleep and I took and got a thirty-seven out of fifty. Uh, I'm gonna take it right after, and I'm gonna well, I'm gonna tweet out my score. Um, so yeah, we'll see, we'll see who gets. We should have did a combine, but I mean, yeah, we yeah we should have just actually gone to the field, forties, uh, bench presses. Fuck. But um, next year, next year we're we should have done a combine. Next year, next next year's draft. Yeah, we'll see where we go. Uh, but um, I personally would trade up to get him, and I think that'd be the perfect guy. If we, if like I say, we're sit a guy down, groom him for a year to really develop. And I think if we do trade up and get him, he's not playing uh, for the Patriots next year. I think if we do trade up, he will be on the bench and he will have to learn behind Hoyer or Stidham or both of them. He might just be yeah. our third string quarterback and give him a year. And every, everything says that his hip's good to go. I wouldn't mess around with hip injuries. Those are seen them time and time again that, I mean, it's very rare in sports, but in real life is concerned. Hip injuries stink. My dad got his hip replaced and yeah, he, he hasn't played <laughs> golf since, but um, no, he got, he didn't get his, he got his <laughs> knee. Sorry. Wrong thing. He's his hip screwed up now though, because of his knee, but, uh, but um, yeah, no, it's, I would, I would, Sit him a year. I would let him learn. Not even like again, like it's it's learning from not the best quarterbacks, but Hoyer Hoyer, I think, is smart enough. He was under Brady for long enough and he hasn't had success outside, but he clearly has a football. I mean, outside the Patriots, but he clearly has a football mind. He might just not have the body to really move that on, but there's a reason why he kept getting starting jobs in the NFL. And I think it's because of his intelligence. And if you can have Tua sit behind him, groom him for a year, get him up to a hundred percent. And at the end of the day, like you could be dumb as rocks, but if you know football, yeah, that's all that really matters. And he seems, like I mean, granted, yeah, that's too, so. not good. Yeah. And I, I would, it's tough. Cause I mean, but yeah, I would trade up and get Tua if he falls, not where he's slotted at because yeah. you have to give up more. But trade up, get him, groom him for a year, and I think that would be great for the Patriots. We'd have to change around the offensive line a little bit uh, because of a lefty quarterback, which is a worry I have considering uh, the left side of the line is going to be more valuable than the right. But – It's it's really is tough because the thirteen is very low, but I'm gonna take this thing and probably get like a six. But I I like to I'm high on him, and one of the big things I am gonna say with him is Nick Saban trusted him to go out there and perform. And if there's anything we know is Belichick and Saban have a long-standing relationship of their friends. They yep. clearly are friends. <laughs> they don't shy away from it. 
Belichick has taken plays from him that he's mm-hmm. done at Alabama that have worked and vice versa. So I think before he drafts him, he's going to ask Saban, do you think he can be an NFL quarterback? And if there's NFL teams always call the college coach and ask them. If there's anyone that's not going to bullshit exactly. Bill Belichick, it's Nick Saban. Exactly. Nick Saban has too much respect for Belichick, too much. Exactly. They've gone way back. I think he will be straightforward with them if he would work with the Patriots or not. And I think that'll be a big thing to show if Tua does fall, which I personally don't think he's gonna, but if he mm-hmm. does fall, the Pats might jump on him. If we don't, I think it's because Saban told Belichick not to go I think, for him. Yeah, I think you're perfect perfectly said. I was gonna bring up Saban. That's a that's a big aspect that you have to look at in this. But uh, yeah, we're uh, sitting. I was so much for a short say, episode. Huh? How to ramble, dude? Holy <laughs> fuck! Fifty. <laughs> we had we had yeah we had two topics. We were gonna just bring you Gronk, dude. <laughs> we were just gonna bring Gronk, and somehow we're at Tua. So yeah, uh, Gronk's a buck. Yeah, now I'm now I'm taking the Wonderlic test tonight. Yeah. And... So Gronk's yeah. a buck. All that jazz. I'm a season ticket holder, which is kind of crazy. Um, stay stay tuned for Liam's Wonderlick score and his mock draft. Those will be coming out hopefully tonight, if not tomorrow. Um, me and Liam are now working together in the summer. So, yes, sir. DPW. Uh, so, <laughs> so our out, yeah, our we're seeing each other every day. It's going to be a lot to... easier to kind of communicate and stuff like that. And uh, one more thing, I tweeted earlier. Uh, holy shit! Uh, for you guys listening, thank you so much for uh, for ordering. If you did order, uh, this was an idea that was gonna just be me and Liam getting shirts, and uh, somehow it got brought up. Maybe some couple other people would want some, but uh, a actual unworthy amount of people ordered. I think I had over forty five, forty five orders over like twenty something people. Um, crazy. I'm like actually like I'm like wicked I know this kind of sounds cheesy but I'm wicked humbled by it like I mean I just kind of started we started doing this just for shits and giggles just to like pass the time and like give our takes and stuff like that and it's pretty cool to know that our friends and family are showing this much support so I really thank you guys for that and I'm sure you feel the same yeah uh yeah thank you guys again like Matt said uh extremely humbling just to see that you know, we have this support and, uh, you know, there's more to come. Uh, we had a pretty serious talk the other day, just about, um, how serious we want to do with this. And, uh, we're both fully invested. And, uh, this is like Matt said in the tweet, this is, uh, just the beginning and, uh, we hope to continue to grow. And just again, thank you guys for listening and getting the merch and really just, uh, you know, listening to us Be ramble on for an hour, an hour about um, wrong Wonderlick test. potential Patriot draft moves. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, thank you guys. Um, and I mean, really, it's it was it's pretty cool to see that, um, you know, it's not just me no, and Matt yeah, talking exactly. for no reason that there's people, people listening and you know, it's it really it is it's a great feeling and just uh, thank you guys. That'll that'll uh, close us out here.
uh, we'll be back in a couple days uh, with our post-drafts with Pete and Roman. Stay on the lookout for that. Stay on the lookout for, like I said, uh, Liam's Wonderlick and his mock draft. You guys will decide who had the better of the two. Um, we hope to we hope to have your listening soon uh, with our post-draft episode. And uh, that's it. We will see you soon. Peace out.